Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy cheese. No bodyguard. The pineapple butcher is not here today. That's okay. We got her on the next one. Go check out the other podcast and the YouTube to go check her out. Kalina, shout out to you. Shout out everyone giving us love on our uh, Crush a lot presents project. The first singles out now. Knack versus Nance, a Knack and Stalker, produced by Flugo. Get that on Bandcamp on streaming services soon. Or if you're just listening to a Real Late with Peter Rosenberg or Hot 97, it gets a lot of love there. So shout out to everyone creating a buzz there. But I'm excited because one thing about the internet, about hip hop in general, is is sometimes you artists get lost in the shuffle. There's a lot of music coming out, and I was so happy when. I picked up this record because it introduced me to to Verbal Kent, who's our guest today. I started looking at the back catalog, and then, then I scratched my head. I'm like, how in the world did I miss this? <laughs> I realized uh, I listened to some of the projects you made, and just it just didn't, the name just didn't stay. But that's one of the things that I love about hip-hop is, like, it's there anyway. Go check the back no catalog. Doubt. Okay, yep. or in the new thing this week thing. So I'm happy to have you here. Verbal Kent, Crush A Lot Podcast. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, is, I'm so happy. It, uh, is this your first coronavirus interview? N- no, it's not. It's not. Ah. I have, it's not. The, the Welcome to the Crush A Lot Quarantine Edition. <laughs> I, right. we, we did a, a we did one with Superior, who you know. Who you, who of made, course. Uh, we did one with him, and his was funny because he's in this car with a whole bodysuit and mask on. So oh. I'm like, keep it. That's like the perfect thing. Let's let's let people know what's really going on in Germany. Germany so yeah. happy there. Um, but I okay. wanted, uh, you know, one of the things I try to do is as I drop it, let me pick it up. Is always put your money where your mouth is. Mm. It is the oh, man. That's love, man. Um, I didn't buy it on the sale. The sale. I paid the full price because I got it day one. Oh man, that's cool, man. I appreciate that. If you got the mellow, uh, uh, the mellow music group sale. What a sale that was uh, about a week ago, a few days ago. You're here. Dueling expert is out. It is a throwback record. Boom bat, dusty beats. Uh, definitely heavy Wu Tang. Um, dusty soul sample in your face raps with recognize Ali shout out to recognize Ali and it just kind of gripped me where it, it this is definitely a part of the way you approach music this is kind of like one of the ways you do it you a little more versatile um, than most rappers but this is definitely your lane mm. and this is how did this project come to be because in the landscape of music now you have the obviously the the mainstream kind of sound, and you have the the now the emerging underground scene with Griselda and that more traditional mm-hmm. rap sound kind of being modernized a little. But this is throwback '90s hip hop. What was the thinking about that? How did you link up or recognize Ali? Because this is a special. Yeah, project. thank you, man. I yeah. So so um, me and Ali had been kind of working together uh, little by little uh, on on random tracks. And the, the guy just, he's, he's full of energy. He's a little bit younger and not, he's not like a young, young guy, but he's a little bit younger. And he's got that hunger that reminded me of, of when I was a little bit younger. 
And we started to link up and we'd feature each other on, on each other's projects. And it was kind of inevitable that we were going to build on a, on a full length. And I had this trove of these beats from this, this producer named Lord B. Jitsu that I've been sitting on. And as you said, I kind of work in, I put out, I like to put out albums. Like I don't like to put out random stuff. I'm like, I got a project. It's a, it's themed either sonically or mentally or both. And I had these beats that I just didn't know what to do with. And I, and to be honest with you, I've had these, the beats you heard on the Dueling Experts album, I have had in a file on Dropbox for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So Lord B. Jitsu is this, is, is, is the man. He's this dude. You basically like his production is kind of like the RZA and kind of like, like a lot of greats that we all listen to where like you could play their beats any, any year. And you're going to be like, this is, this is fresh no matter what. And I had this collection and I knew it had to be one album, right? I couldn't split up the beats. I couldn't put one track on one of my albums. I couldn't, that it wasn't going to, it will get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it, and there have been a couple opportunities, but there just never was the right one. And then finally, like when me and Ali started to connect a little harder, I was like, I want to play you some beats. And I started sending him these beats and he was flipping out. Obviously he'd send me like, he'd get a beat, he'd record on his phone. He'd just like write on the spot, rec you know, record it, send it back to me. And I'd be like, Oh, you know, I'd go back, I'd write. And it just, it took off. And I was like, well, I happen to have like, enough beats i have like 15 like we could do a whole album off this and i was like but i can't find lord b jitsu because we had fallen out of touch and i looked at that on the internet for it for the dude couldn't find him i'm like but either way these beats are mine they're produced by him let's do it so we, we did the project recorded it and i said uh, i had been talking to mellow you know i have a history with mellow and we've been talking about doing stuff but at the time i was it was unclear whether or not we were going to be building on in the in the, in the near future And I sent him the project and he was just like, what is this? Like, where did you come up with this? And he just, he loved it. And, and he made me believe in it even more by, you know, by his energy and, and the rest is history. And, and now, now it's a brand that we're going to build. You know what I mean? Now it's oh, like, that makes it's not one. And what makes me excited is when you, when someone has a good track record, like you do and mellow group does a uh, mellow music group and recognize Ali, You, curiosity takes over, right? And that's kind of what happened with me. Is like, here's this amazing art cover, which is super important. Here's this label that I've been championed for the last two years as a sure. premier label that's out there doing their thing in their own universe. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, sometimes people overlook them because they're in their own universe. I like that they're in their own universe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Odyssey stuff, Apollo Brown stuff. There's a lot of great things there of uh, rapper Big Pool. Um, so when they put it out, I was like, well, this is a day one cop. I, I don't, you don't need to tell. Mm. Uh, cover was there, recognize Ali's there, Verbal Ken's there. Okay, boom. And then when you put it on, it's like, I had to like go back and, and what am I listening to? I had to go back. I'm like, wait. Then I had to go, <laughs> like, is this RZA? Is this True Master? Is this right, right, right. Typo? And I'm like, because this is, hits my hip-hop love bones in a way. Yeah, that, me too. And that's yeah. what it did to us. That's what, and that's what, that's what it did to us. Yeah. And, and then I think it came full circle in, in how it feels. And then, and then you have a relationship with the listener and the, yeah. when the artist, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it, was a, it was a good match. Yeah, so, yeah so, look at the art in the background. You, I, you know, I knew what I was getting into yeah. when I saw it and 
and for the people who overlook their artwork or at least thematically thinking about the presentation, this is how it's done. A package, when you see it and you hear the record, it matches and makes sense and you kind of know the journey you were going through. And mm-hmm. I went through this journey that like reminded me again and why I love this type of hip hop. No offense to other types of hip hop. Hip hop is now subgenres. There's tons of subgenre hip hop, so there's a lane for everyone. But this mm-hmm. is this is a 40-year-old guy talking to another 40-year-old guy about what we grew up loving and now I'm getting it. So it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Man, so kudos to you. But the the influence is there. And then we just coming off a weekend of celebration with the big mm. Rizzo Primo um, mm. battle, which should cement that this type of hip hop is one aging well, uh, two still vital and still gets people excited. Oh, yeah. Were you in the room? Because I was I, looking I, for people like, okay, they're in the room. I was. Yeah, I was. I was, I was blown away. I had a great, I mean, I had a great time. I had a blast. At one point, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I almost shed a tear. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, and toward the end, toward the end, you know, I was, I just realized it was a refresher for, from, for me, you know? I mean, how many times have you heard each of those beats, right? Hundreds. But, but, in, but in, in context of those two guys deciding that those were the beats they were going to play for each other and for us and for the world, right, at that time, it took it, it. It sent me, man. I felt it was, it was, it was pure joy for me. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is joyous. Like this shit is like, you know, like, yep, one after another. And at first, it was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But then by the end, I was like, this, like these two people, and you know, you could tell they obviously they know each other, but they weren't there. They don't. They're not close, right? Like oh. they're, they have, there's a respect, obviously they're peers, they're peers. but it was, it was, it was super interesting to watch them interact. So they're, they're different, they're different people in the different environments and the whole thing, man, full circle, listening to those tracks that, you know, one after another, I was, man, I couldn't have been happy. Like I couldn't yeah, have been happy. I was, I was so worried, so worried. Like what about RZA? About RZA because I didn't <laughs> want to know because anyone who listens to yeah. the show, everyone knows who listens, you listen to the show. RZA is my guy. He is okay. Every any music I ever listen, RZA. Yeah, and you were afraid he was gonna. You were gonna. You were he's, afraid about. I've been super happen. critical on the air, and with my boy Money Miz, we've been critical of him the last couple of years. That's not a Wu Tang yeah. album. That's a celebrated Mathematics album. Stop pushing it that way. I'm still yeah. gonna buy it. I'm not gonna do your tea and your meditation. Give me the goddamn cure already. Whatever, like every every feeling any Wu Tang yeah, fan I had. Yeah. So I was like, like I'm doing this. I like <laughs> praying for yeah. the best. And then I was reminded that I had nothing to worry about. Like, I yeah, it was it was a relief. It was a relief. Yes. I agree. I so agree. My choice is like, I love what Primo did, but. Something about the RZA beats just hit me differently, and uh, it was it was a great moment for hip hop. Uh, was there a track that stood out to you? Like, what's your go to RZA track? Well, I got, you I know, so like, oh. you know, you said something interesting. So there there is something to me that's more it's more personal about RZA beats. I think because I don't know about you, but for me, Premier has always been the producer that that 
had what used to be called hits, right? Like to us when we were when we were growing up, it was, it was hits. Now it's different, right? Hits are he's different your, now. He's your first single. If you need a first we're, single, exactly. And that was what he was known for. But and so you heard it. You just like every song that, that Primo played, you had heard when it came out at the moment it came out. There, I know they were talking about B sides. Eh, we heard everything, right? With yeah. RZA, he played album tracks. Yes, right. He played deeper, album tracks, deeper cut stuff. Exactly, and the, and and like every like the the thirty six chambers is to me the most easily the most influential album for it was you know top five influential albums you know whether we, not not even not even needing to pick one song that album in itself represented a time in my life so that was that was you know ninety two right ninety two ninety two so nineteen ninety three but the buzz behind him nineteen ninety two came out right so me you, you and I are the same age right we were, yeah, I'm, I'm forty one. I just turned. Yeah, to- right, right, right. You were probably one year old. So for me, that was basically like the start of high school. So what, what, what can you know? What can you? As for me, it was it was the Bulls. It was I'm, I'm Chicago, so for me, it was Michael Jordan and Wu Tang Clan. That was it. That was like my my life was like listening to that album and then going home watching the game when I was in trouble. And Tony Kukoc for me. Like, there you go. <laughs> I don't know why Tony out of all people I gravitated. That's funny. who my guy was. My guy was Horace Grant. I love Horace Grant. Always talk about Chicago Bulls, all different variations of them. But yo, that- during the quarantine in Chicago, they're playing. So uh, Comcast or NBC Sports is playing, is broadcasting the '96 uh, playoffs. So I've been watching. So every other every night, I've been falling asleep with uh, Utah, I believe. The, the, uh, well, the first I was Seattle. The first I was Seattle. Nope. It was oh. the first. Yeah, Utah was the second. The two after that, but. So it was, you know, it was the, the Bulls, it was it was the Heat, and then the Knicks, and then the Magic, and then Seattle in the playoffs. And man, it was fun. Camp, Gary Payton. Yeah, that was that team. Was but anyway, but it's interesting, like, like, I think for a lot of people, what you said is true. I think a lot of what RZA did, those beats resonate and hit you in a more, so for some reason or for whatever reason, I think because of how they were released in a more personal way, and when he played them, it was. It almost had more impact for me. It had more goosebump effect than a lot of the Primo tracks. I've also. I think we've also heard again the twenty tracks Primo has heard. If you if you've seen Premier Live, that's what he plays. I mean, I've, I've had the privilege of being in in Europe actually with Superior. Funny enough, uh, two years ago we were in Europe together, and we sat backstage and watched Primo do his thing from backstage, and we were both like little kids in a candy store and Primo basically did the exact same, you know, it's the same set, We're not taken away from it. But when you see Primo live in Europe, you see the essence of Primo. And cause Europe, like he was saying, actually he was talking about that on the broadcast to Riza, how people, and I feel that way too. Most of my touring has been in Europe. Most of my success has been in Europe on, on tour. And that's where I'm actually, I have a bigger fan base and I'm known more. And it's from doing things with legends in Europe for the last on and off for the last 10 years. Anyway, so if you've seen Primo do his thing like that, that battle was basically Primo performing. As well with RZA, for, if you're someone like me, I, I, you don't get to see RZA play his selection that often. You know or what I mean? Even, or even played on the radio. Or I mean, even on the radio, right. Like, you can't, besides the big, 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 big hits, even their big hits weren't played regularly. That's so, right. For reason, shout out to Ghost for making that happen. By the way, because um, he got them pretty much kicked off the radio. But it's it gives that like if you know those tracks, then you really invested a lot in the Wu Tang. That's right. 
and any hardcore Wu Tang fan is also probably a hardcore Killer Army fan and uh, probably Sons of Man. So we hold those beats because I was waiting for, I was waiting for careful click click. I'm like, you don't got nothing like that premiere. You don't got like this. I was just I, in my head. I'm like, if you play this, and then I realized I was naming off the deeper cuts. I wasn't even thinking about like the. You were main. going deeper, yeah. Yeah, because RZA has those really, yeah, those cuts that were like this is this. So when he played Assassination Day, yeah, I'm like, either you know what it is or you don't, or you and, don't, or you don't. There's no in between. Yeah. Even if you heard it for yeah. the first time on IG, you were like, what is this? Yeah, that, that isn't is that interesting? Isn't that interesting that there were people? You know, I, I I don't know about you, man, but I was watching that thinking to myself: Are there people who are younger who know the names? right but don't really know the catalog who are like oh cool this is interesting and actually but but hadn't heard a lot of that before isn't that isn't that crazy to you that that is i believe that that happened out of the hundred and seventy five thousand people that were tuned in i mean i don't know i don't know what you think but to me i bet there were a lot of new listeners right yeah and that makes me excited i'm not going to really chastise too many people for not knowing the catalog but i I oh no no no. it's it's positive yeah in a positive way great and what's great is yeah. that the little details that you and me would know, someone like Money Miz would know, or, or Kalina would know. Assassination Day off the Iron Man project didn't even have Ghostface Killer in it. He wasn't mm. even a song. Mm. So it's like those little weird oddities that make Wu Tang special that yeah. hardcore listeners know, like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm playing a ghost, but did you know Ghost is not on that track? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Did you know Wisdom Body is is a ghost face track on a Raekwon album? Like there was so many of that little nuances in the catalog that make it uh so rich and dense. Yeah. Um have you by any chance we're going on a Wu Tang tangent here. This is that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um have you ever heard the demo version of the 36 Chambers? You know what? I, is that the tape? No, I don't think I have. I don't think I've heard the demo. I heard I had a, used to have a tape, and I don't remember what it was. i got to be honest with you. I can't remember the name. But I had a tape that was half radio. It was half live on the radio and mm-hmm. half cuts. Is that is that You're not talking about that, are you? No, not that one. There's, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to email it to you. Okay, I please do. a demo version of the 36 Chambers where – Oh, my goodness. Like the original version of – uh, mystery in the chess boxing that didn't feature this person but had a different verse and things were okay. like, like the demo. Thank you. The, the I appreciate that. will be fun to listen yeah. to. So I was like, oh, that's where you got that from. Oh, that's yeah. where you got that from. Oh, that's why these lyrics, I know these lyrics because they were, you. you know. Yeah, I'm, there was this lost tape that was circulating around. And, and, and again, remember when we were younger, I mean, in 1992 and 93, it's not like I was connected. You know what I mean? So like yeah. anything I got was from either Camelot music or Sam Goody or some bullshit or someone on the radio. There was some yeah. local radio DJs I listened to in Chicago. And there was a, there was a tape where it was like half, half radio interviews and live radio performances and half B sides. And it was like, it came out around the same time and it blew me away. I, I don't have it anymore. And I can't think of the name, but I thought maybe you refer, but please do send me that. I'm fine. Yeah. I think I know what tape you're talking to. And I think I might have it in the stash. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. My- I've been trying. To, I've been like taking my old tapes and putting them on a uh, on digital, so I can start oh, cool. putting it out. Uh, yeah. say the, the dueling expert uh, expert uh, LP is out now. One of the things that was going back in your catalog is your relationship with 
uh, Apollo Brown, someone who was also <laughs> a, a prominent uh, producer, consistently good, um, seems to sometimes be lost in the shuffle of great producers or even just like mentioned. I think he might like it that way. I think he just likes to do his music and put it out there. I'm not sure I've been trying to get him on the show. What's your relationship like now with him? You had the Ugly Hero stuff. You had two projects with that. Um it was a hard LPs to find, and every I was going on the sale. I was trying to find it. I go, oh, it's grayed out. Been hoping for like a reshipment of that. Um, that project is is really special. That's kind of like my start entry. Yeah, point. I mean, that's a the Ugly Heroes is a very different, obviously a different vibe than than doing experts. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love Ugly Heroes. I love Apollo Brown and and Chris Oric, Red Pill, or whatever he used to call himself. We're you know, we're me and Red Pill are close. I talk to Apollo Brown whenever Apollo Brown is available to talk to. You know, we're cool. I mean, I was at his wedding. We're we're close in that sense. However, he's he gets really really involved in his projects. So if, you, if you're not working on a project, as far as I know, my friendship with Apollo Brown is essentially when we tour or when we work on a record, we're we're in constant communication. When we're not, he's he's definitely very busy, and he's a family man now too. So so he he's he's and he's 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 prolific. I mean, he he produces and produces. He's got releases ready for that you guys, you know, event that you'll catch up to. That's how he is. He's super busy. Uh, he, I owe him a lot for um, not resurrecting me, but but for for believing in me and calling on me to do the Ugly Heroes project um, in 2012. Back, you know, back then when when he could have essentially he had he kind of could have picked anybody to be Ugly Heroes, but he picked me and and Chris Oric. And he want he matched us up as two people he wanted to, that he knew of and wanted heard together over his production. And he he hit me up, and I was kind of producing my own stuff, putting my own stuff out. My own, I had my own label. It was fun, but I was getting I probably to be honest, if it wasn't for Apollo Brown, I don't think I would have done anything I've done in the last ten years. I think he 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 gave me an opportunity with Mellow and with himself. That, and he believed in me in a way, and he brought out in me a side of myself in music I didn't know I had. To, to be quite honest, he saw it. He heard one or two cuts I had done on my own albums, and he was like, you need to you need to talk to people about who you are and about how you see the world and about your stories, because to be honest, I think that's when you're most relatable. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And, you know, I have this idea for this 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 group. It's blue collar. It's about It's about... You know, it's about now. It's about what you've learned about yourself. And I was like, you know what? This sounds fun. And he was like, it's on Mellow. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, I, of course, I had heard of them at the time. And luckily for me, working with him because of, uh, you know, because of his success, I get, I have elevated my game and have been able to to have opportunities through that. So I, I owe that guy a lot, man. And 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 we're, you know, we're we're still building and we're still working on music together. They'll be on my albums and I'll be on his and we'll, we'll do stuff. And Ugly Heroes could be something that we continue doing as well. Probably will. But he, he's, you know, he's kind of a, a, a legend in the flesh, to be honest. He's, he's, you know, he like you said, he, he he's somebody who, if you know who Apollo Brown is, you're a fanatic. And if you don't, you're like, I never heard of the guy. But if you do, you're like, that's, that's the guy, you know? Right. Because when that sale went on, I'm like, what Apollo Brown? I don't. What's up? Right. Have. Right. Let me stock up. Right. And that's what I did. I was like, give me them. Give me these and these and these. Um, right. So shout out to Apollo Brown because, you know, one of the things I like about the dueling expert is 
and this is no knock to young rappers, is I'm an older listener, so whatever I was listening to when I was in my team, my 20, I, I'm just, it doesn't relate to me anymore. I'm just a different listener, and I think there is a disconnect from older to younger rappers at times. Special rappers definitely get a lot of love, but in that album with Recognize Ali and Dueling Expert, it was just like, I just related to it, and I don't remember the last time I rela- related to an album. That's cool, man. Glad to hear that. You know, I'm 40, so I don't know what a 20-year-old rapper is going to tell me that I haven't been through. No, it could be good for the moment, but it's not going to hold me. You know what? It's tough. It's it's so I'm in the same boat as you in that when I listen to newer newer music, there are stylistic elements and forms and patterns that are interesting. Yep. However, content-wise, you know, like you said, I mean, I'm a grown fucking man. You know, if it sounds good, great, and I'll listen to it and I'll enjoy it. And I get it, but you know, like I'm, 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 I want substance and that substance can be chopping someone's head off. But if you describe how you chop someone's head off in a way that is interesting to me, that that shows me that you're, that you've thought it out, that requires years to do so. That's Correct. what I'm about. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Jesus said there's one great thing when he did something with, um, with the astrophysicist, uh, Tyson, uh, Degrassi and on his show, he had that Star Trek, sh- the star thing show he had. In beginning years of his career, but Jesus said something that always resonated with me was like, I never tell people what I do in lyrics. I show people like I set up the scene and you come to the conclusion on what I did. So I don't tell people I'm chopping your heads. I would describe that there's blood coming underneath the door and you make your own idea what that means. And I was like, yeah, that's why I take. Well, that's me. that's real knowledge, right? And that, that's how knowledge is conveyed. If you think about it, right? Because you don't you don't ever you don't you don't go into a conversation and say, you know, I know how to do an interview. You don't say that. You just yeah. you lead people into an interview, right? And so, being a leader right. and being someone that that pushes knowledge towards you, you know, that's and that's that, that's wisdom, right? And that's why I think you we, you and I both, are, you know, you. Sometimes I know again there can be a twenty year old that can lead me to war. I'm sure I'll follow a twenty year old to war. But for the for the most part, I am I am also a listener of more mature rap. And that's yeah, same. Like I'm a big fan of Earl Sweatshirt, and he's like the oh, most sure. most content heavy. But I just love the way he approaches it. So anytime he does, well, cool dude. I see, yeah, he won for me. He's clever. Oh, he's clever. I like that. I, yeah. Like oh, let me go back. Um, and I like but that. I'm more- but I'm more tuned into Earl Sweatshirt to see what Earl Sweatshirt is doing, to Correct. see what he, you know, I hear that people like him and I'm like, I want to hear it too. I, I'll be honest. I've listened to Earl Sweatshirt albums one time and I'm like, cool, it's good. I like it. It's good. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not like, got to hear that again. Got to talk about yeah. it. Got to think about it. Well, most of his album only take 20 minutes long anyway. So, That's <laughs> so, so, so that. but I do think that like, people like him there's a lot of people there that get me excited i'm just curious to see what they'll be like in five ten years i'm gonna be hey, with his sure. day I, die. Yeah. I hope yeah. in quarantine that we they, we could talk about them and i think that's the kind of mentality like i want to talk about you 10 years from now sure and that's the kind of like the big thing for me one of the other projects that like look at your catalog it's just an interesting thing because you also had a project with ill mind who is cut a little different than most other producers he's a yeah i don't want to say he's a mainstream producer but he's he's definitely a producer that has a stretch way beyond hip-hop 
Um, and oh goodness, Grammy yeah. Grammy award winning. I mean, his legacy is is, is tremendous. Yeah. So I'm over here thinking like, man, Rebel Kent has an album with Abala Brown, Bill Mine, yeah, and everyone in between. How did that happen? Because Illmind is 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 amazing. You know, I'm 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 honestly, to be honest with you, I'm I'm humbled by thinking about a lot of the company I've kept, and it, it just it, it means a lot to me, and it shows that it always it always reminds me that I'm skilled and capable, and I and I wonder if I hadn't been able to work with a lot of these people if I would have came to that conclusion. But you know, working with Illmind on a full on a full album, full album. a little bit before people knew. A little bit, not a lot before, but a little bit before Elmine, you know, it was before he got on some of the big, big, big cuts that he was on. But still, you know, having Elmine believe in me enough to do a full length prop, you know, project with him is incredible. Having Apollo Brown sort of pull me out in the way he did is incredible. I did a project with Crisis, who's, you know, also a, a legendary dude. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff I've done. And by the way, when I was younger, I definitely had to pay for features just like everybody else coming up. But there are people that I've done full projects with that have, have, you know, have because of that have put me in a position to look at myself in my own catalog and say, "Hey, Verbal Kent, you're actually you you better keep rapping," you know, even when other people didn't think I, I should. Which is why I'm kind of I have I, I I have positioned myself in an interesting way where I have a credibility and a and a lasting power and a platform, which I'm so grateful for. And again, it's because of relationships and really working with really skilled people. Who I, who I admire, to be honest. Yeah, and and when I was going through the catalog, I'm like looking through. I'm like, this resume is pretty stacked. <laughs> up with almost anybody, and I'm like, this is pretty impressive. And I was looking through, and then the first thing I did could be me being a vinyl collector. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder how much this car this car. <laughs> right, right. I'm on the quarantine. I can't be spending money like this because I'm. If I have, this is how I am. Well, if, if you're missing, one, yeah, I got you. If I have one album from an artist, I need to have the whole. You collect them. No yeah, matter. don't worry. And don't worry. Consider it done, whatever you need. And shout out to, to a, a, a fan of the show, uh, Felix. Um, he put posted on um, his uh, Twitter that he got two copies of the Ugly. Um, he wrote uh, one of the LPs, and I'm like, Oh, oh I saw that. The everything in between. I put, oh man, I damn, I want one because I've been looking. And then he was like, Yeah, I got you. I'm like. All right, well, I'm not going to say no, but when my album, when our project, <laughs> I'm going to send you that in return. So shout out to you, Felix. I look yeah. forward to spinning that because that's one of the one of the albums I'm like, I need to have this. Um, yeah. Where are you now with your thinking about where hip hop is now? Um, it's a, It seems like it's in a very healthy place, even if it's on a mainstream level or an underground level. Um, what's your relationship now? with hip hop in terms of creating, being inspired. Cause I like for me, I get concerned sometimes with people just like like I love Ghost, but Ghost hasn't been doing anything inspiring. I don't feel he's inspired. Like, you know, and there's some great I see. I think that could challenge him to be uh get back on that level. Like or do you do you have some of that or do you feel like you're so inspired you're just ready to go? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a relevant question to, to what's happening now too in the universe. Right. I, you know, I, uh, I'm lucky to be, I have these, I have these bursts of writing energy and I think a lot of, a lot of writers and artists have the same sort of function. And 
there's never been a point to this point where I can't produce music, right? Where like, I don't, I, I, I never, I never find myself lost without words. I have three albums done for the future already. I'm, you know, I have, we have almost an entire Dueling Experts album done. I have a solo project. I have a other crew. Pro- you know, I'm, I'm always working and always building. And in the past few weeks, I've been a little stunted. Not, but I haven't even tried though. You know what I mean? Like meaning, meaning, um, uh, my, my, my energy and empathy and all, all the shit that I put into my writing right now is kind of focused on the universe, yeah. you know, just like everybody. Right. And, uh, that's not an excuse either. It's just, I guess, to be honest, I'm, I'm in a point where just like a lot of people are, I'm, I've been faced with, uh, you know, our lives have stopped. Right. And, and I have another life too. I'm a businessman too. And so my entire everything and I, and I have a family, so everything stopped in my life. And so for the past few weeks, I've been more concerned about my reality that I thought I was in. And I'm concerned for people who are, who are in, who are impoverished. And I'm concerned for people, for, for the country. I'm afraid for the country. I'm afraid of the, you know, of, for our, I'm afraid of our government. I, I'm in an interesting point where, for the past couple of weeks, just to be frank, my, my, and, and, and which is why that Primo Rizda thing really, really was a blessing is I've been kind of stuck in my own head. And I think that's not unique, right? I think a lot of people have been, and I'm, I'm looking forward to breaking out of, of that any, any moment and, and any, any second and being creative, but it's not, you know, for me, like, uh, it's so per- writing, even if I write about smashing somebody's face off, it's so personal in the way I do it. And yeah. right now it's hard to share in that capacity. And it's hard to, to, to do that exercise when I'm just kind of consumed. I don't know about you. I'm just consumed and, yeah, and I'm, afraid I'm, for a lot of people. Right. There is a global depression that is, that we all share, at least the ones who, mm-hmm work working class families things like that i don't know if yeah super rich and isolated places feel it the way so and no 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 knock to them i'm not we're all no i understand yeah but yeah for me my my drain on me is that because i'm head of house i have four kids i have my wife how many kids four me too man i refuse to pull out it's not me too homie it's not yeah it's no fun that way um but there's consequences (laughs) Um, but tax money's great. You gotta know when to stop, brother. But I, yeah. I got you. Uh, well, she holds my, she holds me in with her legs. I'm she like, holds you close. Yeah, she, you did it to yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, there is a, there was, this is uncertainty uh, in my everyday life. But I'm since, since I work in the human uh, social services field, it's also I just have an empathy for other people. So there's just a, a lot of that going on with me, in terms, and it drains me. It just drains me. What drains me is that I got to keep it together for everybody else, but there's just moments where I don't want to keep it together. Right. So that frustration. I have the podcast, has the project. It keeps me distracted, but distracted is not movement. It's just a distraction, right? right? So I'm trying to figure that out. So recently, like the last two days, I've been on a sleep binge, which is very rare for me. Like I'm a workaholic. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, now I know this. Now it's hitting me differently. So it's in stages now. Before I was like, we got this. Now I'm more like, you know, we're in an industry that's going to get cut soon. I'm going to have some moves. 
these mm. lines ain't gonna be bought as frequently. <laughs> like you know, things like that. And my wife's looking, man, we're good. I know, no, we're good. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the next man who does it. Like how do mm. we, I still need to be connected to people in that way, or else I don't understand what we're trying to do here. So if you're listening to this and you're going through some stuff, hit me up, Question Lot Podcast on all social media. I'm more than happy to talk to anyone and everyone's invited to the show to talk shit. You could talk shit. You could talk, pick fights. You can make jokes. It's open to everyone. I will never say no because people that we invited to the show never said no to me. And I will always pay that back in the forward. So everyone could come to the show. Um, Verbal Ken, you said that you're a family man. I, I have this, this weird relationship with hip hop, but also fears of hip hop with my kids. Mm-hmm. That's something that you share. How do you approach fatherhood, hip hop, and their relationship with it? Cause they drive me nuts. And well, I, I might have a podcast with my older, my older, my two older kids, 12 and 11. They, they love hip hop. Okay. They like their brand of hip hop, but like we recorded a few like pilot episodes of their podcast that they're going to put out where I, okay. Um, you need to listen to liquid swords and come and start studying it. And they come back and they kind of tell me their thoughts kind of have like bridging the gap kind of things. And they love liquid swords, but to me, for them, for me to teach them that it's, it's, it's been pulling teeth. How's your relationship with your kids and hip hop? And, well, and that? so my oldest is only eight, but he is, he's a, he's a smart dude and he's into it. And he's been right now, lately he's been listening to Hamilton. And he likes it. And in education right now, they are pushing hip hop to teach kids stuff, yep. which is, which is pretty cool. And some of it's not that bad. It's done. It's done. Well, I listened to like, funny enough, I listened to four songs earlier today about different presidents that he was playing. I was like, this is pretty cool that you're connecting with music this way in, in learning. And Hamilton is a fascinating thing, yep. obviously for it to, you know, for my mother-in-law to dance around and listen to, you know, to biggie influence rap without her knowing it or whatever is hilarious is hilarious right but um you know my kid my kid is he's heard my stuff and he'll kind of stare at me and be like that's you and be like yeah he'd be like this is, this is pretty good he just listens to it i have i have little bit my other three are, are all under three years old so they uh they don't know what they what they're getting what they're about to get into yet but yeah. but as far as eight-year-old he he is He's in. He's into it. His he likes Run the Jewels. He likes Rage Against the Machine. Like he likes. He's like pretty hyper. He likes like more aggressive stuff. So I played him doing it. He actually liked doing. He does not like Ugly Heroes. He's like it's boring, but he likes doing experts. How dare he? He may not be ready for it though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like my oldest son Jay, he he definitely likes his brand of hip hop. I don't force it to on him, but. My second oldest son, uh, Nathaniel, he he's uh, make me a playlist, Dad. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. he's like, who's the Buster Rhymes guy? I'm like, well, look it up. You you you, you look it up. And he's like, this mm-hmm. is. I'm like, so he's very much like put me on to things. But my my young my my only daughter, uh, Khaleesi, she's three. She doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. But when that vine the vinyls come to the mail, she gets so excited. That's cool. She loves opening it. We have the green screen. Probably people seen it on Instagram. I, I'll make these little things. That's for her. cool. All the vinyl, 
We have one for dueling expert ready to go for when we drop this. When she's holding the thing and she's like, mm. super happy that she like she likes to collect it. And then uh, and recently she discovered how to access my Apple Music on her iPad. And now that's pretty good. I make um playlists and she just knows how to navigate it and she just picks it. I don't think mm-hmm. she knows what she pick it, but she just. She's pixel and she's like listening to whatever she's doing. So it's a interesting. I don't shy away. I don't care what my kids listen to because I'm always pretty active with them. But it's a. I always mm-hmm. want what older folks like us say about relationship with hip hop because it's always a little dicey. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm waiting for him to get a little bit older for him, to, you know, to explain more to him. And because he doesn't really, you know, he's just, I don't know about yours. When you're at, when 11 and 12 year olds can listen, the eight year old, he's, he's a little, you know, he listens for a couple seconds and then he just makes up shit in his head. You know, he, I lose him. So, yeah, no, they were definitely like that. I ate something. Yeah. I was careful, and then I'm like, "Why am I being careful? That's not my personality. Just, just, just go, and I'll teach you as we go." But it's interesting. My oldest son is like a big skateboarder now, and I'm like, "All right, well, hip hop and skateboarding go hand." Sure, I have hand in hand. And so he's like, "Oh, they do." I'm like, "Let me, let me." give you a history lesson so i like that relationship i have with them but i don't force it um if they like their stuff i tell them well put me on and then I last them, uh last year last year i, I opened my I, my ipad up and i'm looking in the search in, in the search bar and, I, and it said ron the gowls like it said r-o-n the gowls and i was like this this dude so he's searching for rob the gowls i was like that's a pretty good so i i, I went on twitter and i tweeted i tweeted lp and killer mike and i was like hey my kid's searching for rob who the fuck is rob the gowls and they thought it was pretty funny and they're like yeah it's a good character for us they sent they sent him a t-shirt it was pretty cool oh my everybody in my house has a big personality so sometimes when we're like joking around arguing with each other um we just start throwing like song lyrics at each other and i usually mm-hmm. my older kids i'll be like don't make me go onyx on you. Back the fuck up for me. <laughs> Voting things for that. And then they're like, okay. And then they start, like, they take the Smith & Wesson and they look at the <laughs> And we just start verbally jabbing. Nice. Uh, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese Verbal Cant, dueling expert. Um, project is out now, available on all streaming services. But, you know, if you got the extra money, you could do it now. Go check out mellowmusicgroup.com. Uh, go buy the vinyls while they're there consider buying it i know streaming is good if that's what you got you got people take the love whichever way they can but consider buying it and owning it it's a different experience when you own it but if you can't it's okay stream it let other people know what you're into uh that's a big part of supporting everyone um and that's you know hip-hop is ours so let's do that verbal can't i definitely appreciate uh, talking to you, this was definitely uh, delightful. I see the I like your backdrop, verbal can't ill mind uh, picture thing back there. Um, but go check it out, Crush a Lot Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And be aware the album is coming out very soon. We're actually not going to tell you when it's coming out, it's just going to come out. So pay attention to that. Crush a Lot Podcast, Cheese Verbal Cat. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.